What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com amazing to start your springtime adventure. Hey, Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, Big Z here. The NFL draft has just wrapped up, and boy, oh boy, chess master Brad Holmes back at it again this year. Another very unique draft for Detroit Lions and made a lot of buzz and very, uh, <laughs> you know, controversial, I guess you could say. Some grades giving it an A, or some prognosticators giving it an A, some giving it an F. It is all over the board. We're going to be covering every pick here I'm drinking blue Kool-Aid. want to thank everybody who joined the live stream at DTBK underscore Lions on YouTube. Um, follow us on Instagram at Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid or Twitter at Drinking Lions. I do want to make one note about the audio in this episode for Bob for some reason. We just could not figure out a solid, solid connection. You can still make out everything he says. You just, uh, you, you know, just dive into it at first. You'd be like, uh, 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 I'm not sure. But but it, it grows on you throughout the podcast, so. I don't think it's too big of an issue. You can still might get everything he says. I just want to note that we apologize for that inconvenience. But otherwise, we are drinking the Kool-Aid, baby. We are so, so ready for this Super Bowl season coming up. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Sit back, relax, grab your Kool-Aid. It's time for the pod. This is Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid. We're lifelong Lions fans. Bob! All right, let's go, Lions fans. The Jared Goff era has begun. Connor! Hey, let's bite some kneecaps. Detroit versus everybody, baby. UJ! A new era in Detroit has begun, people. So get on the train or get left behind. Rudd Dog! This is going to be an unprecedented era of Detroit Lions respect. Man, I'm Big Z. It's a new era of Detroit Lions football. It's going to be one hell of a season. We'll be drinking the blue Kool-Aid with Dan Campbell all year long. Predictions, thoughts, reactions, everything we got to hear. Sit back, relax, and grab your Kool-Aid, fans. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, we are back. And we are back and better than ever after a, a absolutely wild 2023 NFL draft for our Detroit 
Lions. I mean, oh, some of what we expected, maybe just maybe not in the manner that it happened. Uh, we'll get into all that in a moment. But before we do, I'm Big Z. Let's get to the Blue Kool Aid crew that is here. We got Rud Dog. Yo. UJ. Hello, Lions fans. And Bob. Hello. All right. So the Lions with their 2023 draft, it went like this. Then the round one picks 12 and 18. They traded back from six. Uh, Jameer Gibbs at 12. Jack Campbell at 18. At pick 34. Sam Laporta, the tight end out of Iowa. Then the DB, Brian Branch at pick 45. They trade up with the Packers, another interdivisional trade. Mm-hmm. Pick Round three, pick 68, Hendon Hooker, the quarterback out of Tennessee. Then Broderick Martin, the defensive tackle for Western Kentucky. Colby Sorsdall, the offensive lineman in the fifth round um, from William & Mary. And then Antoine Green from North Carolina, the wide receiver in the seventh round. What a draft. What a draft. But let's start. Mm-hmm. Let's take this pick by pick, shall we? And then we'll yeah. get, and then we'll give our grades at the very end of the pod. Uh, so, the Lions are sitting there at six. Jalen Carter is sitting there, right in front of the Lions. Though Devin Witherspoon picked by the Seahawks, a lot, a pick that a lot of prognosticators did not see coming. Did you guys see that one coming at all? Like even like a a chance? Or did it you was think so obvious? Carter? Seahawks were going to take him. Yeah, or, I didn't see it coming. Or, oh yeah, it was no. so obviously he was mocked there know. out there by a lot of. So, I did see that. See that. He was that Witherspoon. Yeah, yeah. I, you didn't I, mocks. I saw that a lot at, at, towards the, the, the last. I mean, the Seahawks have only taken one cornerback in the first round in the in the Pete Carroll era in Seattle, so I think it shocked a lot of people in that regard. But uh, the story was too that the Lions had their. Uh, this is important to Albert, Albert Breer of SI uh, Sports Illustrated. But anyways, the. Lions had their eye on Devin Witherspoon for a long time. In fact, they were throwing up smoke screens. It's interesting, the strategy. Uh, like Dan Campbell and Brand Holmes both did not attend his pro day. Um, they did not give him a top 30 visit to try to throw the scent off the trail like as if they weren't interested. But in fact, he was their top guy on their board. <laughs> um, besides <laughs> Will Anderson, uh, who did not obviously fall to them when the Texans traded up the three to grab him. So nonetheless... So the Lions, what do they do at six when they don't have their guy? I guess Gibbs is their number two guy on the board, or number three, I guess, after Will Anderson and Devin Witherspoon. They trade back with the Cardinals. They pick up an extra early second, the Cardinals' second-round pick. Um, but anyways, at 12, Jameer Gibbs. And I'm going to start this with UJ because UJ, you had the Lions in your mock, taking Gibbs at 18. So you were too far off, actually. Uh, yes, so what do you think I... of this pick? I love this pick. I love it. Forget draft value and all that perceived draft value and Mel Kuyper's big board and all that crap. I mean, home, Brad Holmes is a free thinker. Uh, he he doesn't listen to everyone else's boards and what they say. He knows what he wants. And they obviously wanted this guy bad. And uh, I I think they had a, knew they'd have a good chance to get him at 12, but I, I don't think they that they think he would have been there at 18. So to me, they got they went up and got the guy they wanted. You know, prognosticators be damned. They got the guy they wanted. And I'm telling you, this guy is electric, man. He's gonna really add a, a something to this offense. And you know, the people who are doubters right now are gonna I think they'll change their mind when they see this kid play. And uh with him and Montgomery in the backfield together, 
It's going to be spectacular. I love the pick. And in that same story, Albert Breer says that uh, the Patriots and Jets, Patriots at 14, Jets at 15, were very interested in Gibbs. Uh, and that's the reason that the Lions took him at 12 as well. But Rudd Dog, what do you think Gibbs adds to this offense that um, we didn't? We'll talk about the Swift oh, trade in a moment, but what does he add that maybe Swift? I don't know. The Lions were clearly stupid. They could have got him at 18. Like or later, because that's what everyone says. Like, you know, but uh, <laughs> he's obviously gonna add. Like, it's it's obvious what he brings. It's like the the tape speaks for itself. You watch that guy; he just jumps off the screen with his explosive, game breaking ability. Uh, I mean, I think he brings everything Swift brought and then some. He's faster. Uh, hopefully, he stays healthy, but. Man, the upside is just huge, and I, I think he's going to be just a touchdown waiting to happen. Oh, wait, I stole that from someone else, but I heard someone say that, and it sounded cool. He's a touchdown waiting to happen. <laughs> uh, Bob, what did you think of this pick at 12? And just, I mean, the criticism on this one, I guess, it, yeah, yes, people thought maybe he'd be available later, but also just the running back position in general is very, it's valued it's one of the least valuable positions in the NFL, basically these days. Uh, do you think the Lions reach here? Good pick. Your thoughts? Um, I I think it's a great pick. I I had um, um in the first round, so I wanted a first round running back. Running back, and I was I'm okay with that. And uh, and I see him kind of as a, as a replacement for Swift. I mean, I know he was still on the on the roster, but I didn't think they were going to re-sign him. Re-sign him because um, just because he gets so injured. I think they wanted somebody somebody more reliable. I mean, Swift's elite when he's he's healthy and well, but but uh, too many times it looks like he was dodging in contact or or just couldn't get it together together for a lot. Of, I mean, and 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 Jibs, he's a guy who can break open on any play. You know, like you said, touchdown waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was a great. Uh, he, he, I don't know if you watch highlights of him if you haven't seen him. Haven't seen him already. His speed and his acceleration is amazing. The way he can change speeds and, and mm. his weight on a dime, he's going to be amazing to watch. I think he's going to be a. I think he's going to be a fan favorite. And I don't think they reached. It's just Lions got who they wanted, you know. So, so you know, big board be damned, you know. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we should have taken the guy they didn't want though, because yeah. we could. I did want Jalen Carter. I, I got to say, I did want Jalen Carter. Carter, but obviously didn't want him. So. Oh, yeah, I, I'm guessing he wasn't even on their board. Like they're just like, I no, they said no to this yeah, guy right away. Uh, well, well, I fell to 18, and he might have taken taken him. Who knows? Oh, fair. Maybe. I don't Maybe. know. Jack just Campbell would have been there. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so Jameer, Jameer, two running backs taking the first round. Bijan, Bijan Robinson went number eight to the Falcons. Uh, another guy that people thought the Lions might take, but Gibbs he offers great speed. Um. And another thing that the Lions liked from his response when he had a top 30 visit was uh, they asked, you know, what, what trait do you think gives you, you know, what, what is your favorite trait about your, your play? And he said, my intelligence. So if you go, if you go watch him play, uh, I think compared to Swift, he has a way better feel for the game in terms of finding the right hole, accelerating. I, I think Swift sometimes would, we, we would question like, this that was an interesting decision to run outside <laughs> here or bounce it inside yeah. at, at times. I, I think his vision was um not quite what we, we hoped for. And I, I think Gibbs has a lot better vision on the field. I think that's the biggest difference between these two. I'm, um, beyond I'm maybe curious. a slight addition in speed. 
I know that it's like it's projecting, but like I'm just curious. Did, is that something you recognized uh, a Swift coming out, or just something that you've noticed him in the league manifesting? Swift coming out, yeah, probably. I probably didn't quite notice that coming out. Uh, but, definitely. Well, they brought. I mean, Deuce Staley was saying it on on Hard Knocks and on or whatever. Vision. He was pointing it out, bringing him off the side. You should have cut here. You should have cut here. Why oh. are you doing that? He, he he was. It was apparent. Uh, Deuce Staley yeah. was trying to drill some of this stuff into his head, you know, and uh, Big maybe it wasn't catching on. You know, he just wasn't. I don't know. He was. Timid, and the fact that the, the Lions had to drill into him, like you had to play. You not know the difference between injured and hurt. Uh, you know. May, and he and he wasn't part and he wasn't drafted by this regime too. Right, so, right. Yeah. I think there was a little that. bit of a, I think it was a little bit of a cultural mismatch, but I don't think it was like massive. I don't think Swift was. Yeah, like where some, do you, like, you said that before? What do you mean mean by that? I don't that. Why is there cultural? Oh mismatch? well, earlier I was just get when I when we when I was typing in the text, I was just oh, 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 but My excuse goodness. me, um, <laughs> I was just I was just guessing as to why they would trade him for so little, like. Like they're, I think they got very little in return for him compared to what. Even if he had played like six games this year healthy, that would be worth more than like a fourth rounder from two years away. Um, yeah. I don't know. I feel I feel like we would have got more out of him just by playing him. So I was thinking either they just don't have anything in their playbook that they want to give him over Gibbs, or like he's just no longer in the vision for the team. Yeah. What, so what is it worth not having? Maybe he just, you know, like UJ was saying, like uh, that little attitude or like like that little bit of like that need to be pushed to like get like, you know, that effort out of them. Maybe that little bit of uh, nudging is just sort of like, you know, they're these are all supposed to be super motivated sort of self-starters on the Lions uh, new culture, I feel like. So I don't know. I'm not saying he doesn't. I was just guessing because I just don't think we tried to get a whole lot for him in return. Nonetheless, well, you guys I'm, like I'm, the trade? How much is it worth, though, not having the drama, having Swift there? Because it's all they'd be talking about. I'm telling you, it's, it's all they, the announcers, the, the well, press would be talking about, you know, between Swift I, and uh, personally, I would personally, I would on the team, but he wanted he wanted to go and the Lions were to move on him from after this year, after this year. So they tried to get some. I think it's a great trade for Philadelphia, Philadelphia, because I mean, yeah. whatever you guys, sure. you guys say laws are on the same. He's an also, also, also a guy who scored for many time. Right. You're right. He's, he's, he's a liar. And I think in that off in that offense, you well. the that's, Georgia that's, Eagles. The, that's what uh, I just don't get. Like, why not just keep a three headed monster with Swift on a contract here? I just don't see the value unless you just don't want him around anymore. That's why I'm just trying. I'm guessing about like culture fit and stuff. Uh, because... He wanted out. It's the last year of the contract. I think the Lions got a great haul by getting a fourth rounder for him. I thought for sure it would have been a fifth or later. But it's uh, not so... even like a fourth. Well, fifth, yeah, fifth, a bit a joke year. to give him away. Yeah, uh, I, I so I, th- I thought the Lions did well, um, especially for two years from now, because the Eagles might not be as good as they're going to be this year. Uh, so I was fine with it. Uh, I, I didn't think he had a place once we drafted Gibbs. Uh, yeah, he, he, agree. He's too injured. He's too injured. Uh, you can't. He, they're not going to sign him another year, so they got some draft capital. Uh, and a, I think a fourth is great value for that right. a guy that only plays half the season. But like, Agreed. it's not like he's just not in the future plans. He was, I think he's just not, I was just fell out of the plans altogether. That's all I'm saying. Like, because why, I still don't see why that fourth round pick in 2025 is worth more than what he could give us in a contract season. I'm, I mean, I just don't, I think he would be, you know, 
we'd have a three-headed monster. Hey, let's get used to the fact that Campbell and Holmes have a vision for this team. And if these guys don't fit the vision, that's it. And just don't question it, man. I mean, <laughs> until until we see different, until we see different. Speaking okay. on this podcast, All right, guys, yes. we're just going to stop talking no, no, about no. stuff. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. Don't question, question Dan. But obviously, <laughs> Swift did not fit this vision for these guys, and you could tell in their in their comments before the draft and everything. It, this was the writing was on the wall already for Swift, and then and the Gibbs pick just secured it. Now they got some some capital for him anyway, and they don't have the you know the. Yeah. The drama right. or anything it's it was a good deal all around i think all right well uh, let's focus back on the draft the one, one more thing i want to add about gibbs really gibbs really quick i think we didn't mention is that i think he has the flexibility to also play out of the slot a little bit here too or play on the outside like line up on the outside and add that element to the game as well that yeah um i don't i definitely don't think swift was giving us so i think there's more flexibility there uh um in the offense turn kicks uh, too i don't know if they'll let up they'll let him do He's good at it. They might. Yeah. You're, that's a very good point. Yeah, absolutely. Here he makes absolutely. a really fine naval crime scene investigator, too. What? Are you going to explain? <laughs> You're joking. <laughs> no one's no NCIS, Gibbs. Sorry. No. Man. No uh, one. The wrong crowd, I guess, for the reference. You didn't yeah, like, even get me in. Literally. You should know. The grandparents maybe, got that. Yeah, maybe our 60-year-old listeners or 70-year-old really listeners. Got it. That's, yeah. You're right. They were sharp. All right, uh, let's move on now to the next pick. At 18, the Lions don't trade back. Um, they pick Jack Campbell, linebacker, out of Iowa. Rudd Dog, let's start with you on this one. I know you like this pick a lot. Oh, baby. I'm so freaking psyched. I mean, how long? My whole life, I think I've asked for a linebacker, like just like an elite linebacker prospect to, to get picked and like, I think the best attempt we've done is like Deion, or, uh, Jared Davis. <laughs> like, um, this is like, this kid is, he's got such a unique skill set. He's so massive and yet ridiculously agile and explosive. Uh, I'm, this kid is going to bring a force, a presence to the middle of our defense. Uh, I think this could, I, I think this could take us to the next level as much as anything we've done this offseason on defense because linebacker just was that position we just hadn't really addressed yet because we do kind of like the guys we got there, but I think he's going to be a real upgrade over both Anzalone and Rodrigo. Absolutely. Uh, Bob, what, what do you think about Campbell here at 18? And, and was this also a reach? I mean, these two picks were considered reaches by some good picks by others because oh. they fill a need. Um, but again, this this is an off-ball linebacker. Off-ball linebacker and running back are two of like the lowest, you know, quote-unquote valued positions in the NFL by from the 80s. a lot of people. Yeah, so. yeah, I don't, I don't, don't buy that. I know uh, Mel uh, Mel Kiper's like that was I had him at 48 on my board. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean he was getting 48 because Mel Kiper had upper had him there. I mean, the, mm-hmm. wanted him, they didn't want to lose him. Want to lose him? They took him when they, you know, the best spot where they wouldn't they wouldn't lose him. And I think it's a great pick. Great pick. I had him in my mock in the round. But uh, but uh, he's got everything. He was a team captain um, for a couple of years, and he's he's he all the measurables. Guys loves football, loves football. He's got that whole Campbell thing, and he'll fit in the state of fit in the state of Michigan. I'm like, what do you like doing besides besides football? I like going to church? I like hunting and hunting and fishing. So <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll work yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm I'm a big fan of this one. Uh, 
be, just because I if, yeah, like Rudd Dog was saying, it fits. We, we haven't had a, a a great linebacker in a long time. Anzalone played pretty well um, last year. Obviously, you're in a new contract, uh, and this also adds at the very least depth at a position that we are very we have no depth at. Um, and these two picks also tell me that the Lions really think they're ready to contend for a Super Bowl too. Mm-hmm. That this, that's what these tell me as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I because I, I really wanted Lucas Van Ness at, in the moment. Uh, I'm 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 still happy with the Gibbs pick and stuff like that. I I did want like another like dominant edge guy. Uh, that that's a three down guy. Um, and the Packers went with him, <laughs> but nonetheless, yeah, um, Z. I still really like Jack Campbell. I think he's gonna. I mean. Just the stuff you hear about the guy. I mean, this is a, a Lions guy. The Lions continue to draft high character, highest character, and really athletic guys, and then they can mold them from there. Um, and Jack Campbell fit that. I mean, Kirk Fern said he wishes he had 11 Jack Campbells out there. Um, yeah. And the Lions pr- pretty much said that Jack Campbell was, like, designing the defense for them in their visit. <laughs> so it's this guy is extremely smart. He was the academic all-American or academic Heisman or whatever you call it in the, NFL, in the NCAA. So super smart guy. And he, this guy's going to be a leader for a long time in a Lions uniform. And Chris Spielman probably loved him from the moment he walked through the door, I'm oh, guessing. Sure. <laughs> uh, hmm. Connor, your thoughts. And Connor, also, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, sorry I was late, hey. everyone. Uh, quickly, uh, I just want to say on the Gibbs pick, you know, it does feel a little high, but I do believe, Brad, that the Jets were going to take him. So if he's their guy, he's their guy, and I'm glad they got him. Uh, we talked a lot about Jalen Carter and how maybe the culture could take the hit. Um, but it seems like they went the other way with this draft, and uh, they reinforced the culture um, with most of their picks, and that, I thought that was really interesting. Um, Jack Campbell, you know, besides sharing a name with Dan, like you all said already, is a pretty prototypical Dan Campbell guy. He's going to fit the culture well. We've been begging for a linebacker forever. It feels like before this pod even, people were talking about how they don't value the linebacker position. That's clearly not true uh, anymore. So I'm I'm excited personally that they, they got a – who could grade out to be an elite, albeit off-the-ball linebacker. Um, I like both picks. Ew, uh, dirty off-the-ball linebacker. <laughs> I know that's like a little like uh, it's like a buzzword for a lot of people, but it's a it's an important position, and I think the Lions have lacked an elite player there for a while now. So I'm excited yes. to see what he does. Also, yeah. he's uh, he dates uh, uh, Michael Mayer of Notre Dame's sister. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> is that actually true? Interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's very All true. Right. Um, anyways, uh, UJ, I want your opinion here because I know you're a big Jack Campbell guy too. Oh yeah, yeah. Real quick though. Um, you know, he is a, I don't know, prototypical what people are looking for. And they've compared him to guys like Leighton Vander Ash and such. And But Holmes had an interesting Brian comment Burlake. I read in one article where he says that, yeah, he's like some other big linebackers as far as size and things like that. But he sees Campbell as something above these guys, something he's got more to offer uh, than some of these more common, I don't know what the word is, line, other linebackers of his size and such. He sees him as something special, and uh, and uh, and I believe it. I, I think this. I think he's going to be an immediate contributor. You're going to see him on the field a lot. And I just want to say about these first two picks. Whatever you say, these guys are going to be contributing big time this coming year. That both of them. So just from that standpoint alone, 
it, it's a winning round for the for the Lions. So a, a note on Jack Campbell. Um his RAS is a nine nine eight. I think like only like one of the only few other true tens ever was uh Brian Erlacher. Um and the only thing Erlacher really had on him was his forty time. I think he ran a four five nine and our guy ran a four six five. Like other than that, like he's his athletic attributes stack up with a dude like Erlacher. Yes, yeah, his, his recon was really good, six point seven four, which uh yeah. Just ridiculous agility. That'd be amazing if we drafted the next Erlacher. Yeah, hey, uh, and absolutely. One more note on Gibbs, you guys. Uh I think you know, something you guys might actually uh, agree with from uh, WalterFootball.com. He our, he graded our Gibbs pick an A, and he and he had a really interesting point because he gave a bad grade to the the Atlanta Falcons because he saw uh, he thinks a first round running back in his opinion is okay when you are a uh, an immediate competitor for you know the Super Bowl and he sees the Lions as a legit Super Bowl contender. So that's why he gave us a high grade on Gibbs because we yeah. we're in the right time to take it. And, you know, I think it makes a lot of sense, honestly, because when, like, what are they going to get out of Bijan? Like, what are they going to well, get out of Well, they already had a really good run game in Atlanta. So a lot of people mm-hmm. thought it was weird that they yeah. drafted Bijan that high when their run True. game was already a pretty good strength of theirs. Well, like, like these, like a running back, like, I think it's like 2.3 years or something like that is the average, like, career expectancy. And, like, so you rarely re-sign a rookie running back for a second contract. Like they're usually already taking significant downgrades to their play and stuff. So I'm just saying, like, I understand why people don't pick running backs early because they're well, they do have one advantage. They contribute almost immediately. Like that's the most common thing. So like we can expect, you know, big things right away. Walter football likes it. You know, you know we're good. Yeah, I, I knew. Yeah, see, <laughs> yeah. we love yeah. Walter. We love Walter. <laughs> um, just a few, just a couple more notes uh, about Jack Campbell, really quick. Uh, you know, team captain. Uh, I mean, the Lions have a theme. They like they like captains of their football team, uh, of or people captains of their football team. But um, especially out of he's Iowa, a, he's a pretty quiet guy. But I mean, Kirk Ferentz, the head coach of Iowa, um, said everything he does, he goes hard. Um, he's eagle. He's egoless and humble off the field. He 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 didn't pursue any NIL deals in college, which is rare, especially if you're the captain of a D1 Big Ten school. Um, no NIL deals, and he considers social media a distraction. So <laughs> he's a focused individual. Uh, I don't alien. think he'll be downloading any sports betting apps anytime soon as well. <laughs> so. That's good. <laughs> Anyways. Let's move on now to the second round. So, again, the Lions have this uh, 34th overall pick in the second round because they traded back from 6 to 12. And with the Cardinals pick at 34, the Lions take a tight end. Not Michael Bear. The first <laughs> tight end off the board in this draft was by the Lions, and it was tight end Sam Laporta, also no, out of Iowa. Mm-hmm. Kincaid went in the first round. Oh, you're right. You're right. Sorry. You are right. Sorry. Dalton Kincaid went to the Bills. I apologize. You are right. So second tight end taken off the board, and it Just was Sam, wasn't the first round, and it was Sam Laporta, tight end out of Iowa. And Bob, I'm going to throw this over to you because you had Laporta in your mock draft going to Lions. I did, I did. That I figured the Lions needed to upgrade the tight end position uh, after we after we lost, lost a lot of production there. I know we had the I know we had the touchdowns, but um, 
he he heard as a threat, you know, in the past passing game game, which haven't had the tight end since tight end since Hawks on. I love the pick and I love Iowa tight ends ends. I love that he's com- he's coming from the same school as we're replacing him with the with the another guy. Yeah. So yeah. it's sweet. I think it's I think it's a great pick. Totally. Yeah. Uh, Connor, what are your, what are your thoughts on the Laporta pick? I love the Laporta pick. I'm he's a very diverse player. They can uh, use him in the slot, like basically just as a pure receiver, which it does seem like they're going to do a decent amount this year. I know. Everyone talked about the Lions tight ends last year. You know, the touchdowns went up and stuff. But outside of that, there's real no real threat from our tight ends anywhere on the field. So I think this will add another dynamic level to our offense. Just seeing him and Gibbs work together is going to be really exciting. I think it's a great pick, personally. I was very happy with it. Yeah, he seems to be like an average blocker. He's got some work uh, to do uh, uh, coach to improve in the NFL. Yeah, you'd, you'd like to think so. Um but he he does seem to be an elite uh, pass catcher, and it's it's his after the catch where he really accelerates his game, and he is the only player pretty much to stand out in one of the worst offenses in America and in NCAA last year. <laughs> uh, he still got he still had hundred yard games and such, which is I I think that says a lot considering how bad that offense. Pretty much, he's the only weapon teams would double team him and stuff, and he'd still get his um, in game. So I think that speaks a lot about him. But uh, UJ, your thoughts on Laporta? Uh, I love the pick also. Uh, Mayer was my guy coming out into this draft. I, I've watched a lot of Notre Dame games, and I love the kid. I think he's just an awesome uh, tight end. But after after they picked Laporte, I started reading up on the guy. And uh, I, I didn't really follow him that closely. But, man, this kid, he looks like he could be special. I just love his athleticism. And uh, he's he just, I think, going to be a great weapon for Goff out there. I mean, Goff has just got a just an unbelievable – bounty of riches right now with this offense man i mean gibbs montgomery now at laporta and and these this receiving core he's got he's got to be loving this and uh yeah i just think it's it's great great pick great pick hey you on the uh michael mayor mayor thing thing do you got the right guy guy since you liked mayor i did like him a lot i i still like him i i think he's gonna be a great player in the league uh mayor was a really good blocker Probably not as athletic as Laporta and maybe not quite as good a receiver, although he was a very good receiver. I thought he was the obvious pick, personally, as, as a tight end. But uh, obviously the Lions see something in this kid. And, uh, and when you see the interview with him uh, when he got drafted, you just, you just love this kid. He, he's got – it's just like all these guys they sign. I mean, their character's stellar, you know. I mean, th- this character thing is real. And, and these guys, the Lions are – picking guys with high character it's just you'll see the trend toward this whole yeah. draft this is another yeah. this is a, this is another team captain he was the only tight end uh this year that co- caused 20 plus missed tackles on a season um and um one of his coaches said sam isn't quite noah fant or tj hawkinson but he's tougher than both of them and he competes like george kittle so Ooh, I, sounds good i like that yeah i like that a I like lot. that too um so there you go. Um, and he's all, and he's first tight end in Iowa history uh, with their history of tight ends, like Bob mentioned, yeah. uh, to lead the team in receptions and receiving yards in back-to-back years. So, Considering all the guys that came behind him. Mm-hmm. So I let's move on now to what a I, lot of people think is I the like best. I like the pick, too. He's oh, little, shoot. Uh, sorry. He's I'm a, dogging get ears. Yeah, go ahead. Your, uh, your thoughts on Laporta. Your thoughts on Laporta. <laughs> go ahead. I mean, you guys said most of it, but uh, that yak 
his yak ability could be something special. Um, you know, creating more after the catch. I, I just like you know you can't go wrong adding these big athletic dudes with high character. <laughs> like, um, we added one for the defense, then we added one for the offense, and this kid looks spe- like he could have something special. Like, I, he kind of slept on. I kind of slept on him because he doesn't have like an elite trait. Uh, that's obvious. Like he's not exactly the tallest tight end. He's not exactly the fastest tight end, but he like has like all these really good traits that come together to create a sort of like just really well-rounded prospect. And uh, I'm excited to see what he brings. All right, let's move on now to the next pick in the second round that the Lions had, and they traded up with the Packers. They traded up three spots to make sure they got their guy. Um, this guy was invited to the draft. He had to wait a long time <laughs> to get on oh, the stage. Uh, last guy picked yeah. that was invited to the draft. Um, Love this pick. Yeah. Um, anyways, Brian Branch, pick number 45 overall. Draw Dog, you had him in the first round. They get, Lions going to pick 45 in this draft. I mean, He's the top stage on a lot of people's boards. Uh, Brian Branch, your thoughts? It was very common to see him in the first round. Like, if you watch this film, it makes complete sense. Like, Honestly, after Weatherspoon, I he was my favorite defensive back prospect based on film in this entire draft. Like this kid is a, an absolute playmaker out of the slot. Uh and I think it's like the perfect pick to 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 put behind uh you know charts Chauncey Gardner Johnson and learn from a guy like that cuz he's that kind of versatile athlete who ha- who has shown prowess at outside corner, nickel, safety, he can do pretty much anything you want him to uh his 40 time was a little slower so i think that scared some people they wanted and he's not a pure cornerback so but i I love the pick i think he's gonna be a lion's chance favorite for a long time absolute playmaker on the back end of our defense absolutely bob Bob, how did the lions land him at 45 this is this is a steal right (laughs) would you consider this a steal i think it's a great great for the lions i mean that that's like criticizing the Lions draft. Lions draft are like, well, if they took Branch in the first round, I would have been okay with it. And then, then Camel came around like, I don't know what's yeah. the difference. They got, right. and I, I, that's a great uh, uh, pickup by, by the Lions because they're working on that. That uh, our defensive backs were totally revamping that, revamping that you know, the defense, which we need a, a revamp. So I, I think it's great. I don't know how he felt. How he fell to us. It, yeah, I'm, UJ. Do you, I mean Brian Branch looks like he's going to fill kind of like a versatile role, nickelback, uh, and at the very least, this adds a piece of depth to this roster that the Lions. Uh, I mean, this is a completely overhauled defensive backfield from last year. Uh, yeah, this yeah. is kind of like the capper, if you will. Uh, the Lions have a lot of depth here now. Um, but your your thoughts on the Brian Branch uh, pick and where he can fit within this defense? Also, I should mention CJ Gardner Johnson, uh, Rudd Dog. He's only on a one-year deal, so know, he can learn why. under him. He can move on, get his big contract, right. uh, and Brian Branch can take over from there. Exactly. But, yeah, uh, I, I love the pick also, and uh, I know you guys have said some good things already. Uh, he's just a, he's a great tackler, man. This guy's like sort of like mm. a mini linebacker, uh, and he he's aggressive and he, he at the point of attack he's just he's vicious and he hits hard and he's a sure tackler, just just a phenomenal tackler. He's and, you know, in past couple of years, aside from toward the end of last season where we were starting to play really good, uh, tackling has not been a forte of this Lions defense. So uh, <laughs> the more sure tacklers we can get out there, the better. And this this kid's going to fill the bill really nicely. 
I, I think you're gonna love seeing this guy play. So yeah, I and just for you know the the Mel Kuypers of the world and all that, uh, he was a great value. Hey, we got a great value <laughs> pick here. Yay! <laughs> right, Connor. Yeah, I mean he's he's incredibly versatile. You can pretty much plug him anywhere in the backfield, and he's he's gonna make plays. And he doesn't have to be rushed right away like Akuda was to like be this star-studded starter right away like he's got guys he can learn on and uh if guys go down you know he's the perfect type of player to have you know if your safety goes down if a outside corner goes down he can fill those roles in a pinch so i I think it's a great pick and he's definitely a pick looking to the future not just as much a win now pick like the first round may have reflected um yeah i love the pick i mean i think for most people this is probably the pick of the draft that everyone loved the most. If you had to pull and, Lions fans, I'm guessing that would be it. And UJ, you mentioned Brian Branch about his um his elite tackling skills. Uh just a fun number to throw out. In his college career, he only missed 2.3% of his uh t- tackles. So out that's, of the tackle that's an awesome chances stat. he only missed 2.3%, which is considered elite. Uh, especially from the DB position. Oh, that's really hard to do because you're facing a lot of open field tackling yep. and stuff of that nature. So that's a great number. So good point there. Uh, do Brian you, do you think Branch. This hurts yeah, Will yeah. Harris's chances of sticking around. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, no, I, th- I, I think Will Harris is, well, yeah, at the I very least, he's a good, like backup to have, you know, we got a decent amount in. of these tweeners. Now I feel like at least three, I can think of all the top of my head, Johnson branch mm-hmm. and Harris. Is there anyone else I'm missing? Um, I guess it's not bad, though, to have that versatility. I guess Walker's not versed too. We only got our outside guys are pretty much what Mosley, Jacobs, and uh, Sutton. And Sutton has the versatility to play inside. Well, you talk about about an overhaul of the defensive backfield one year. Good Lord. Seriously. Right. (laughs) Amazing. Jacobs is the only one coming back. Yeah. Uh, so let's move on now to the third round where the Lions had a couple picks as well. Um, we'll get to the second one in a moment. But first, in the third round, 68th overall pick, the Lions go quarterback Hendon Hooker. Crazy. Quarterback Hendon Hooker. I don't know if a lot – none of us had this. Uh, some of us had, like, a quarterback being taken. Um, but none of us had Hendon Hooker. That's an interesting pick. Uh, Connor. Hendon Hooker, your thoughts on the Lions going with him in the third round? Some people had even a first-round grade on him. Uh, some yeah. people at least second. Um, what I love most about Hendon Hooker is he's got that deep ball, um, and I think that's something – all respect to Goff. I love Goff, and I think Goff could be the guy for us. That's something you know that's been more of a question mark with him. Uh, I don't think Hendon's necessarily being brought in to, like, succeed Goff in a year. You know, it's possible they extend Goff, but – I think at the very least he's going to grade out to be a great backup and potentially could start, you know, he's older. So I think that might've been why he fell. Was he 24 now? Mm-hmm. 25, um, I think. Oh, he's 25, 25, 25. And, uh, yeah. Quarter. So yep. he's, he's still he's 20 old. years younger than Stetson Bennett, but yeah. Also uh, coming off a torn ACL. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's good reasons he fell, but they don't have to rush him. You know, um, I, I think it's a great pick, uh, a good value pick again. Uh, if you're yeah. looking at Mel's. Yeah, cool. UJ, what are your thoughts on the Lions? Going, okay, uh, if you remember my comments before, I, I saw him as the next Andre Ware, and I wanted <laughs> to stay away from the guy. So after the Lions picked him here in the third round, I had to go back and 
rethink my stance here a little bit. So uh, you drank uh, some. You started drinking some Kool Aid. I started drinking some Kool Aid. <laughs> I, I went. I went back and watched some of his film, and I watched his interview. And, I, and the interview really moved me because, again, super high character guy. I mean, this guy. Oh yeah. He just impressed the hell out of me with his interview. And uh, and then you see Campbell uh, Holmes saying things like uh, the things they noticed about him, like uh, after he scores a touchdown, he goes out there and he's cheering on the kicker on the sideline instead of just going back and sitting on the bench and reveling in his touchdown pass or whatever. He wanted to make sure he was out there rooting the kicker around to get the extra points. Little things like that. So, again, super high character guy. And then his arm is – he's got a great arm. There's no doubt about it. I, I think the only drawback to him is being a special quarterback in this league is he's going to have to learn to play a more pro-style offense than what he was playing at Tennessee. And uh, But he has time to learn that now. I mean, he has the tools. He has all the tools as a dual-threat quarterback. He can run. He can throw. He's got a great arm. And now he'll have time to sit back and learn. And uh, I've reassessed my thoughts on him, and, I, and I'm approving of this pick. Cause I did want them to pick a developmental quarterback and uh, I think they did a good job here. So uh, I'm on board now. Hendon hooker. I like it. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. Uh, Bob. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, wasn't really wanting them to jerk back, but I think like the value you get a lot, a lot of people mm-hmm. didn't around here. And I, I think, and I, I think he's a good backup and I like where, and I like where they're doing the, in the draft. He's not a first rounder, so pressuring Goff or something or something, you know, Goff's still the guy. This is just a develop a developmental for the as a backup position. Maybe he'll be there someday, but it looks, you know, from what I've read about him, he can process he can process this information. He's good at running up tempo off offense, so he's he's quick on his feet. So so a great backup for us for us. And I, it was great, and the grandkids came up to him and gave him gave him a hug hug when he got grandkids. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh who who did i get to yet uh run dog right run dog yeah uh i mean it's it's a little hard to get too excited about a guy that's meant to sit behind people the rest of his entire career but uh i, I like this pick i like that we got a guy who has a significant amount of upside as far as i can tell his tool set stacks up pretty good with even the guys that went in the top of this draft. Uh, he fell for other reasons. And we getting him in the third round, a guy who now, like Bob says, perfect. He doesn't threaten golf. He can come in and learn. But he has the upside that maybe one day he does take over as our franchise guy. Or we, you know, do what the pa- Patriots always do and trade him off if golf, you know, just keeps cooking. So I, I don't think. I think there's no risk really in the pick. I don't, the worst case scenario is what? Like we lose a third rounder. I mean, so, but we get a young guy to develop. So I like it. I think young guy looks promising. 25. All right. Well, like, and like, here's the thing at quarterback, if it was other positions, I'd feel a little different. If it was like a running back coming out at 25 or something, it'd be different. But a quarterbacks in this league don't tend to hit their prime until their 30s. So, I mean, like, he could easily uh, have yeah. a good, decade-long career uh is still like to 35 potentially if he can stay healthy but like i'm just saying like that's not outside the realm if it's not a the quarterback is a position that ages 
or you know you know you get better with age not many positions in the league are like that so i, I think it's I like um it. so hmm, my opinion on this one is uh i i didn't love hen and hooker coming in to the draft uh so but i mean yeah really high character guy hopefully he can develop into a good backup over time he's not gonna have much in the film room i don't think uh unfortunately you know some of the end with all guys unless nate uh stays around uh i'm not, not nate's upfield i'm not sure what their plans are for him the lions uh maybe hunting hooker's the third like guy in the roster and he do- just doesn't get activated all year while he recovers from his acl i'm not sure what their plans are for him this year at least um but uh, maybe like go jalen hyatt there or something like that maybe add another wide receiver to that room make it an elite elite room or Tucker Craft add to that tight end room again. Uh, another guy I really liked, Zach Harrison, even DN. Riley Moss was there in the third round. So I don't know. There's some other picks I kind of wished we took. Uh, I wasn't as high on this one as maybe some of the um, media was, but you know, I'll live with it, I suppose. Uh, I, I, I'll drink the Kool Aid over time. Uh, yeah. UJ, please do Z. Don't go killing yourself over draft picks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Anyways, uh, let, let's move. So we thought, you know, I I, I had to go run an errand. I, I was like, oh, okay, lines are done with third round now. Hold the phone because they go and grab at the late in the third round, a pick 96, Broderick Martin, a D tackle out of Western Kentucky. Um, you know, I, I wanted the Lions to get a D tackle, and I didn't. See this guy. I, I did not hear this name before the draft. I'm going to be completely honest. Did, had any of you guys heard this name before the draft? Nope. nope. No. Nope. I heard nope. some people were projecting them sixth or seventh round. So it was interesting. Yes. Uh, it was a very really interesting pick. Um, so Connor, did you like the pick? Was it worth trading up? Well. I mean, Big Z, we talked about this before. We did want some help in the trenches, and I thought that was going to come in round one. Um. To be honest, I don't know enough about the kid. I, he's a big boy, 6'3", 330 pounds, he's huge. big wingspan. I mean, I think he might be one of the biggest guys on our line now. Um, I feel oh, like yeah. I just don't know enough about him to know if he's going to justify pegging him that high or even if other teams were, were clamoring for him. I, I genuinely don't know, but I'm going to drink the Kool-Aid. I'm going to let Brad cook. If he thinks he's a third-round guy, he's... He's done enough to earn uh, our belief, at least for this yeah. draft. So. I mean, I think his role is a rotational nose tackle in this defense. Uh, maybe put him out there on first down to stop the run. That's what I think they see him as. I don't I, I don't know if he could be more than that. Rudd Dog, do you think so? I mean, you know, he's a rookie out of Western Kentucky. So, you know, you, you're going to assume some level of uh, learning curve here. <laughs> um but I mean, hey, I, I actually saw he he was a six five three thirty seven on the NFL.com. This dude is massive. Like he he and he actually has a little bit of mobility for that size, which is why I think they like him because he's not just like a pure space eater. He actually did kind of mm-hmm. collapse pockets and get some sacks and stuff in college. Um, I mean, that size you just can't teach that. <laughs> That's just freakish, and. uh you know, guys like that get they can just have an effect just by moving forward sometimes. Um, no, I mean, yeah, it's hard to say. You know, these guys 
the the Detroit Lions scouts have been looking at you know in depth at so many guys for so long. Like, I, I love this though. I love that we don't just keep, keep getting guys we know their names of because if we know their names of that means they were all just kind of like service level people. People thought like this shows the depth and trust in our process and our scouting, you know, our department that, you know, they don't just take the guys that because all the pundits said, these guys are good. They got the guy they liked and that they did the yeah, scouting man. on and they dug deep for him. So I have a feeling, I don't see why he couldn't be the next, you know, Lee McNeil kind of thing. Just be a nice surprise in the mm. third round. I feel like I was hearing a lot more buzz about Lillian McNeil as a possible steal when they made that pick, though, compared to this guy. Uh, but, yeah, Bob, I, I mean, Bob, do you think the Lions reached here? Good pick. Your well, thoughts? Like, I, 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 didn't, I, I didn't really before the draft, so I can't really say that it was, it was a reach. But, but I think they would address this position, and I like that, that they got a big line. And I, well, I, and I, well, I like Joe Miz. I said 6'3", 330. Make him the biggest lion. Because Jones is three twenty nine, he's twenty nine, he's thirty. So we could use a big, a big dude up there, and uh, you know, Brad Brad Holmes is pretty good at, at scouting these guys. So, so I, I don't know the player that much, but I like the pick for the position for sure. So, yeah, I mean, we need depth at defense tackle. So, oh, and I'm live. I have two said so two said that the Chiefs and the and the Rams and the Pams of the Packers are sitting in him. So, so hmm. or they're looking at him in round three. That's the question. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Unclear. Uh, UJ. Okay. Um, after the – I didn't know anything about this guy either, but uh, after they picked him, I went and watched some of his film. And uh, the guy, first of all, is just a monster in size. He's just huge. And uh, he just sort of dominated with his size. He seems sort of glacial in his movements, <laughs> kind of slow, and he plays a little high. Uh, but I think – the Lions obviously see something in this guy. Uh, I think if they can get him to learn some technique and play lower, get his the pad level down and uh, a little get out, he's going to be a solid nose tackle. And if they can just get that, I'm, and maybe even like you said, Zach, maybe just for first down, maybe one or two downs, and uh, that'll free up McNeil and Bugs to just wreak more havoc, I think. If they can get this guy to hold the point, I mean, because he's so big, he's hard. he's going to be really hard to move. And uh, if he can just fill up that gap and be really hard to move, it just frees up the other guys to to do more. So I think that's kind of what they're seeing in him. Uh, but we'll see. He, he he definitely needs work, I think, uh, technique-wise and all that. But uh, like Red Dog said, you can't teach the size this guy's got. He's a, he's a, he's a big monster. And, again, a high-character kid. Uh, I saw his interview, too, and just you can't help but like the kid. So, uh, you know, I – I don't know. This is like a wait and see pick. It's not something I saw coming, but uh, it was something I wanted. The position I wanted to see addressed, and yep. uh, and they addressed it. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. I heard yeah, one and a half sacks. Up. One and a half sacks his senior year. Um, but uh, six. He's a six year senior as well. He's twenty four years old, so he's a little on the older side. I mean, there's a lot of those in this draft. There's a lot of older people in this draft because um, of COVID. Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, that's, that, that's definitely the biggest reason for sure. Um, I don't think this is worth trading up for, in my opinion. Uh, but I guess time time will tell. The lines, like UJ said at the beginning of the podcast, uh, or was it the middle? I don't remember. But any, uh, <laughs> th- like th- these guys have a plan. We just got to trust that plan. Uh, 
that the, and the Lions are executing out. Because so far, I mean, they get the benefit of the doubt with the way they've drafted so far in the Brad Holmes era. So I will give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. You know what's interesting, Z? Uh, like the first two drafts, things kind of fell in a way where it made it really easy for everyone to digest Brad Holmes' choices, like Sewell falling to us, Hutch falling to us. Like they were kind of obvious picks. Like this was the first draft where like he kind of really winged it and went off and did his own thing. And it wasn't like an obvious route to take. And like, it just broke a lot of people. <laughs> like all the Brad Holmes, we believe in Brad Holmes was really like, I just like what Brad Holmes has done so far. And like, now that he's doing something I don't understand, I don't like it. <laughs> like that's, that seemed to be like this, like common thing. People were just struggling with the way he picked in this draft. Uh, yeah, but the, I mean, they seem prepared though. Like when what Witherspoon didn't fall to them, they 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 moved on it immediately to Plan B. So they like they were crazy. well prepared. Yeah, four trades on day two. So, uh, yeah. he, he, they call him Chess Master, uh, and time will tell if he was the master of this draft or not. Um, I love the pictures the... of Holmes with the the red eyes glowing like he's some like yeah, oh, yeah. Just... <laughs> and then uh, wearing that Dan Campbell sweater, right? Yeah, with his like hands in here. Um. Yeah, he looked funny wearing that, especially taking it to his press conference. But we got two more uh, players we want to mention uh, that were picked. So in round five, the Lions at pick one fifty two overall go offensive lineman Colby Sorsdal out of William and Mary College. This is another captain of his football team. Um, six foot five, three hundred five pound offensive tackle. Very durable. Started in all 46 games he appeared in in his five years there. Um, played it right tackle. Um, so, I mean, that's basically what I know about the guy. I haven't really had the chance to watch this film yet. But I do want to also mention that a top scout on Twitter. I don't know what you think of Twitter scouts. But anyways, um, his name is Duke Manyweather. He's a pretty well-respected guy um, on there. Offensive line scouting and development uh, history. Anyways, he thought the Lions got the steal of the draft with this guy. So, oh wow. Anyways, uh, Colby Sorsdal, uh, UJ, Ooh. your thoughts yeah, on this he, guy, really quick. Yeah, you kind of stole my thunder a little bit there because I saw that 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 little Twitter thing too. And, oh and yeah, I I, re- I retweeted that. it on our Twitter account at Drinking Lions. This is quietly uh, one of my favorite picks in the draft because I did want us to get offensive line in this draft uh, because I think mm-hmm. going forward in the future, I think we need it and. Just what I've read about this kid, and I did watch his film. He looks pretty good. Uh, this, he's got potential to be a big time contributor to this uh, team. So, uh, yeah, I just, uh, I'll just got to say, I love the picky 6'6, 301. I guess it sounds like a little light for that height, but uh, he's projected as a guard here because his, again, the, the short arm theory, you know, he's, his arms are a little shorter maybe than they should be or whatever. But I don't understand all that shit, but mm-hmm. uh, he, he does look good. And uh, I like the pick, and and if and if this guy on Twitter is right, who this well-respected offensive line guru, then yeah, Duke Manyweather. Yeah, I love it. I, I like it. I we Mark, it was a position Connor. a need to me. So, yeah, I Connor. Yeah, I like the pick. Um, I I like you. I didn't know a lot about this guy going into it. Uh, I did see some people were high on it on Twitter. Um, other people were like, oh, this guy was going to go undrafted, but I don't know. I feel like once you get to these later rounds, um, granted this isn't like the late, late rounds, but still like it's a bit of a crapshoot anyways. And like, 
the value is just not as well known. I mean, they clearly like something they saw on him, and he was a team captain, like you said. So who might have doubt the pick? We needed O-line help, and I didn't think we necessarily needed it early because we don't need an immediate starter. So uh, he can learn from some of the best. We have a great O-line and take over when some guys are getting new contracts. So I like the pick. Red Dog. And plus he's got a similar build to Graham Glasgow, both kind of taller guards um, to learn from how bend right. But, uh, I mean, yeah, you can't go wrong adding big uglies, adding to the trenches. Uh, I mean, from everything I heard, you know, like this is what I love about this. Like you, you see that they're not just like taking flyers on guys. These guys, like they, they know who they, these guys are. Like you just get the sense that they're picking their guys at every single turn. And there's not a point in this draft where they're just like, well, like, everyone we like's gone. Let's just grab one. <laughs> like that, you can tell they I would, like these. I guys. would hope they wouldn't be doing that as GM of the Lions. GM of the Lions, just like I can. I mean, I'm being a little like jokey, but like I'm just saying, like you you just see like there's always a serious consideration, and like they know who they're going after. The way they maneuvered around this draft, like Dan Campbell, like was like a surgeon in this thing, like and they. They, you know, like they could have walked away with a lot more picks, but they didn't because he moved so much. Uh, I'm just saying, I, I, uh, it, it, like Connor said, at this point in the draft, it's so deep. Like you're getting the deep dives. Like I, I like the the look of him. I like the sound of him. I, I like the position he plays. So good pick, Bob. Yeah, I also I didn't know the player before the draft. I got before the draft. I got. Uh, I did did want the build, and they he's got he's got. A lot of the like, because we're going to need depth here. Um, Brianger, who writes up these, these, uh, he does the downs, all these breakdowns. He did one, he did one on, on, on Colby Sorzdal, said that he is, he is the four critical components you need size, experience, and he moves when he has the, all the toughness in this, and he sees him as a future start NFL. So, no, there you I, go. I like it. Well, that'd be a steal. Um, at the very least, I think he adds depth into the in to the interior of the uh, offense line, and with our history of injuries, uh, adding Glasgow too, um, along with Big V coming back, uh, the Lions have some depth there. They they they've done a great job building depth around this roster the last three years. It's a it's it's just a lot of fun seeing this uh, pl plan come to fruition. Uh, so I like the pick a lot. Um, everything I read about him uh, gives me, you know, a lot of hope that it was a, a good a, a good steal possibly here in the fifth round uh let's get to the last pick though of the draft antoine green wide receiver out of north carolina six foot one and a half 200 pounds fifth year senior uh from north carolina averaged about 19 a little over 19 yards per touchdown his last two years in college um missed the last three games of the season last year uh because of a broken collarbone um kind of uh basically a vertical threat downfield as i mentioned over 19 yards uh he averaged per catch in his last two years in college uh, including 12 touchdowns um but yeah so i mean it looks lines taking a shot in dark and uh maybe an over-the-top guy here to help this, him for those uh, six game stretch <laughs> there's this tweet about him about did you guys see the relative athletic score like someone was tweeting this about him he uh please share he scored Four out, four oh five out of three thousand sixty-two wide receivers from nineteen eighty-seven to twenty twenty-three. Pretty good. Um, it factors in like size, explosion grade, agility, 
Speed speed is where he uh, did the best, and his, his explosion grade was his worst, with his vertical being his worst at. But mm. um, it, it's interesting. It definitely seems like a good guy to take a flyer on in round seven. Um, you know, I don't know. He probably takes Cephas' spot. Um, R.I.P. to Cephas, future Hall of Famer. <laughs> but uh, I'm curious to see what he, he shall does. return. He probably won't turn into an elite receiver, but he's got some tools that they could work with. I like the Yeah, but at least a good shot in the dark in the seventh round to maybe make the roster at a position need. Uh, Bob, real quick. Yeah, I I like it. I like it you know, it could stretch the field. And on, uh, um, I did want them to take a receiver, receiver in this, so that's the guy. I, they they pretty much pretty much did all the options I wanted, except I wanted I a kicker, kicker instead of a kicker. Uh, I would love to have love to have a kicker. No good, but I like the pick of green. Oh yeah, Jake Moody went like three picks after Broderick Martin. By the way, yeah, like, yeah that, that was a little early. Oh, I love Moody. I might <laughs> that was early for Moody, but we also kind of left for a guy. So I don't know. I'm just so oh, yeah. sad. I'm devastated. <laughs> I still think we need to bring in another kicker, but whatever. <laughs> I agree. Uh, you, Jay, really quick, Anton Green. Yeah, like I think in this point, uh, seventh round yet. Uh, he seems like a good guy to take a shot with. So, uh, got some good measurables. Seems like a good, good kid. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't have anything else to say about the kid. I, he seems like a good player, good character. Give him a shot. All right. I should mention 44740 four, uh, and 10'3, broad jump, 33 and a half inch vertical for those that like those type of numbers. Uh, Rudd Dog. Yeah. I mean, you know, I like at this stage you're getting real d- down to the bottom of the barrel, but you get a guy who's got good height and good speed, you know, who could potentially develop into something more. What more can you ask for, you know, in the seventh round? So, yeah, I like the pick. All right. Now let's go. So we went through all the picks here in the draft. Um, let's now wrap it up with our draft grades. I'm just going to go AZ. around. My, whoop, yeah, go ahead, Rodok. Uh, um, are we going to talk about it all undrafted free agents in this one? Oh, I guess, yeah, we can mention a couple. Uh, we can. We don't have to talk about all of them. But is there any that stuck out to I mean, the light? Well, uh, I was really prepared for this. And, uh, go. Yep, go for I it. would like to mention a few guys. I won't mention them all. Uh, they picked 14 different guys. So there's there's a lot of guys here. But a couple that really intrigued me were quarterback Adrian Martinez out of Kansas mm-hmm. State. I thought yeah. that was a, a great pickup because uh, I really believe in this quarterback room and I think they need to improve it and, and get guys that we can groom. So I love this kid. Dual threat quarterback. Uh, Mohammed Ibrahim running back out of Minnesota. Yes. Now, I this I can't believe this kid wasn't even drafted, but uh, they gave him $100,000 guaranteed money mm-hmm. to sign as an undrafted free agent. That's big money for an uh, undrafted guy. Uh, another guy, wide receiver Chase Code out of Oregon. Uh, big white kid, six four, ran a four five forty. They gave him eighty thousand dollars guarantee. Again, seventh mm. round money. Uh, this kid who wasn't drafted. Um, the couple of the guys I'm interested in are offensive tackle Connor Galvin out of Baylor, six seven three zero two. Another big mm. dude. Uh, looks potentially really good. And then two that intrigued me also: uh, defensive tackle Corey Durden out of North Carolina State. 6'4", 292. They gave him money, too, $40,000 guaranteed. And the last guy that I'll mention is defensive tackle Chris Smith out of Notre Dame, uh, 6'2", 310. These two defensive tackles, I think, show potential to make the roster, both of them. So uh, 
there, mm. there's some others too, but uh, it's an interesting undrafted free agent class too. That uh, you know, if you want to delve into it, uh, there's some pretty interesting guys in there. So, uh, absolutely. Uh, I just yeah. wanted to mention it. Uh, I like the no, I appreciate guy it. out of Minnesota. He's yeah, he's yeah, a no nonsense running back. He will just try to bully you over as a running back. Yeah, he's a, a thick, thick man. Five seven, two oh three. Another six year senior. Um, yeah. Injury history it, it, with Achilles. Uh, um, yeah, little injury but history. Uh, but they gave him a hundred grand guaranteed. And if so you want to must... talk about, if, yeah, they gave him a lot of money. If you want to talk about about a guy with a lot of mileage on him, he had 867 carries in college, <laughs> 320 wow. this last year. Um, so he doesn't have a lot he of mileage was on the him. Offense. But at, at the very least, maybe he could be a backup and like punch it in at the goal line because uh, that's kind of where he thrives in those sorts of yard situations. Um, but no, I appreciate that. So now, now let's wrap up the podcast here by okay. giving our draft. Grades. So I'm going to go around my screen as I see everybody here. So we'll start with Rud Dog. Uh, I'm going to go with just a nice, good old solid A. Just a nice solid A. I like it. They got the guys they wanted. Like maybe they could have done better in some maneuvering, but like I don't know. I just like everything they did made this roster better. Uh, especially like the front end picks. Like they're all going to be instant impacts on us winning this division now this year so i just i can't really find any complaints i don't i think the value positional value stuff is overblown for the most part they went after their guys the guys they wanted they didn't Mm -hmm. they were unapologetic about it i love it a all right uj yeah i I agree a solid a i mean the first four picks in this draft are going to contribute immediately and and I mean, that's, that's just amazing. I, I think they did a really good job at the top of the draft. Um, a couple of the guys later in the draft, I think were more for potential and uh, depth, but uh, I still think they did a pretty good job there. It, it's hard not to give them less than an A. And then people who watch in the draft, for, forget about what all these prognosticators say. Like, Holmes and Campbell are doing something different, man. They're, 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 they're critical thinkers, man. They're free thinkers. They, they don't, they don't fall in line with the the common thinking of you know all these draft people That's you know and they don't draft afraid they they draft bravely I mean they just I don't they know go in with the plan and they stick to the plan yeah they do but the, but they're not afraid they, they're just I just love what they're doing and and I think we should kind of revel in this a little bit you know until it goes south but right now they've given us no reason to think differently because uh his first two drafts were awesome and this draft looks like a potential maybe to be his best draft yet potentially so yeah i I love it i'm gonna give it a solid a all right bob all right yeah he wasn't afraid like afraid like to high school musical uh uh, was just scared (laughs) but uh but anyway um yeah, I'll just give it an I'll just give it an A plus. I mean, if grading drafts is kind of is kind of ridiculous because you don't until like a year or two later later what's, hey, ha- what's happening. Uh, and uh, this, this is what's going to get the listeners to listen. That, well, know, they're already listening. We're listening. We're at the podcast, but I'm giving it an A plus because Holmes proves me wrong. He's doing a plus. He's doing plus. A- <laughs> Jeez. All right, Connor. He's adding pluses. I uh, I think I. Trust in Brad Holmes completely, and I think this will end up being an A plus draft. But I'm gonna give it an A minus, just because I do think there were a couple reaches where they maybe could have got guys a little later. 
Um, and they didn't draft Jake Moody, so it's going to get dropped <laughs> down a little bit. But uh, yeah, A- minus yeah, for me. Yeah. I do think, though, it's going to become an A. If you look at some of those old drafts during the Patricia years, good Lord, that Tavai year. Oh, my God. Oh, there yeah. are some really awful oh, yeah. drafts there. Very, very bad. Like, Hawk was the only good pick that year. So I'm just grateful we have Brad. Don't even know Chef Brad's in the kitchen. What? Let him cook. Back up. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Let him cook, um, baby. I am going to go B+, plus, uh, which I still think is a really good grade. I think get, it's still really get good some... grade. <laughs> um, the the, the two picks I didn't like were Hendon Hooker. Uh, you know, as I said, I, I wasn't really high on him coming into the draft. Uh, I'd rather maybe we address some of the guys that I mentioned earlier. And then uh, Broderick Martin. I still didn't understand trading up for that. Uh, but otherwise, I understand the Gibbs one. I understand the Jack Campbell one. Uh and I'm really excited for the Brian Branch pick. All, all of it. Uh, so I, I still think B-plus is really good, by the way. Uh, but time will tell. I, 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 I didn't like trading up for Broderick Martin, and I didn't like the, get the some, third round. Get some, Kool-Aid. get some Kool-Aid to that kid. Yeah, get some yeah. Kool-Aid. <laughs> fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. Bring the IV. Oh, all right, so let's wrap up this pot. Let's wrap up this pot. Let's wrap up this podcast. Let's... Throw some positives out there by talking about our social media at drinking the blue Kool-Aid on Instagram at drinking lions on Twitter. We got the blue check mark on Twitter there for at drinking lions. So follow <laughs> us on there. You'll know it's us because we got the blue check mark. And then um, also uh, at DTBK underscore lions on a YouTube. That's where we did our live stream for the first reactions to the first round of the drafts. Go back and listen to it. It was a lot of fun. Like it always is. Um, but otherwise, I also want to thank our producer, Kid J. Kid J. Kid J. Kid J. All right. Yeah. And then I also want to thank SidelineReport.com for hosting the podcast on their site. We are the official podcast of SidelineReport.com. Uh, so thank you to them. And then. Just if you like the podcast, you like what you hear, please leave a review on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, please download and please subscribe and leave a review for us. Leave a review. Uh, we always greatly appreciate that. But otherwise, gentlemen, listeners, our loyal fans, we greatly appreciate you listening. Um, we'll probably leave this up for a couple weeks. Uh, let it simmer uh, for the listeners, and then we'll get back to it uh, You know, with some fun offseason stuff. So the draft's over now. This is the – well – We'll be back after May 11th, actually. We'll have a brief reaction to the NFL schedule release on May 11th. How about that? Yeah. So look forward to that. That's in 10 days uh, from this recording on May 1st. Uh, so that'll be nine days from the release tomorrow. Uh, so look out for that, I suppose. And that'll be a quick one, but always fun. Hopefully the Lions get a lot of primetime games because uh, they are winning a Super Bowl. They'll have the ultimate primetime game at the end of the year. But uh, nonetheless. Anyways, thank you, everybody, for listening. We greatly appreciate it. And last but not least, as always, go! 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 Lions! Forward down the field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock. Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep.
keep your faith.